and welcome to Bit Parade, the podcast where we play hits and flops from video game history and transform them into song. I'm Mike Petri, and with me as always is my friend and collaborator, my Samus from another mammoth, Eli Bolin. Well, sir, I consider you my shaman from another mammon. <laughs> I yeah, I actually looked up because I've heard it pronounced Samus before. So I was like, Samus from another mammoth kind of sounds better, but I I don't know which one it is, and I I refuse to to find out. <laughs> I think when you play Smash, like you play when you play around Smash, the announcer goes Samus. Mm. Um, so that's kind of a kind of a misdirect. But uh, she's always been Samus to me, and always will be. I thought it was was Samus, but oh really? Samus. Samus seems more like an like an alien name. Samus seems true, like true. how like. Like someone like down south would pronounce it. Like, is that Samus? That's Samus <laughs> over there. Samus Nabbit. Samus. Samus get the hay. <laughs> I'm so. Samus feel, should feed the goats. I feel like that's very culturally prejudicial of me to say how a southerner would pronounce the name of Samus. Is it Aaron or Aaron? I think Aaron, but. You I've... say Samus Aaron, and I say Samus. Iran or right, Samus. That's definitely representing our cultural divide. Yeah. <laughs> As our a guy per, from our West personal, Virginia versus a guy from California. <clears throat> our personal cultural divide <laughs> is revealed here in stark clarity. Yeah, finally, episode 11, and all comes to the surface. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> well, Eli, how's your week been? Uh, it's been uh, it's been okay. It's, yeah, been, it's been, been brutal. It's been very hot in New Jersey. Um. <laughs> It's been very hot, and uh, we had some some hot days. Got finally hit up the pool, the local pool. It's been really oh, nice. Good. Um, we're sort of on the fence about whether to join uh, this summer, and then it got real hot, and we're like, "Yep, we're signing up," because <laughs> it's it's expensive to join our our public our so called public community pool, <laughs> but we did it. Yeah. And I brought the kids again today. It's it's nice to go to a pool when it's almost 100 degrees out, which it was today. And then it started thunderstorming oh, right. out here. I don't know how yeah. bad it was in the city, but it was it was pretty rough out here. Yeah, it was a uh, it just kind of came and went pretty hard for I don't know, less than an hour. So not yeah. not too bad. I think it's done now. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's it coming and going. It may or may not rain, but Thursday we're going to Legoland. Oh, wow. Which is exciting. Very cool. The kids are into Legos? Oh, yeah, man. Walter's... Yeah. How uh, could they not be? Walter's deep into Legos. He just finished building the um, uh, the Hogwarts Express set. Oh, cool. Which I think came out pretty recently. So he... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he built the whole thing himself. It's, it's pretty crazy. I'm looking at it right now because I'm on one side of the basement. Yeah. And then his Lego table is on the other side. And... That's uh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty complicated. It's like there's an engine, and then there's like two cars, and then there's the station with platform nine and three quarters. Oh, that's so cool. It's, it's an elaborate little little set. And then over on the another part of the the basement, if you remember from being in my basement years ago, yeah, there's like um a bar, like yeah, where you could theoretically like stock a bar and like bartend <laughs> from behind it. Yeah, it's a random thing in my basement. And uh, it's just a display area for Lego sets. And he's got like 10 different like Lego Mario sets that he built. Um, 
So yeah, he he loves Legos. He's very awesome. And, and Harry just likes to you know watch Walter build and then play with the moving parts of the sets when he's done, and then you know just dis- destroy them. Have you or, heard of the the Bricket app? No, what's the it's thing? App? I just I saw it on Twitter a couple of days ago. You use your phone. You just like take a picture of all your like a like a pile of Legos essentially, and it'll identify all the Legos you have, so it can recommend uh, building kits. To, nothing you have to buy, but like just like it'll give you instructions of like, oh, here's a thing you can build with all of the the pieces that you currently own. That's insane. Yeah, right? How that it can actually scan yeah. and and tell you what pieces you have or figure yeah, out. Who knows how accurate it is, but just yeah. the, the video I saw of it looked pretty cool. I'll send you a link. That's incredible. That'll blow Walter's mind to see that because yeah. a lot of his... We have sorting containers for his, his Legos by like color and all kinds of stuff, but... yeah. Um, you know, then there's just like piles. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what's been going on. Pool. Looking yeah. forward to Legoland. I'm sure there's been been other things. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and Walter had a he was um, did a week of arts of an arts theater camp. It was called the Marvel Mad Lib Musical, where he and some oh, other wow. kids uh, like created a a Mad Lib musical with Marvel characters. <laughs> oh, that's so they cool. act- did an actual Mad Lib and then they like wrote all these insane songs. Wow. Um with a, their music director and uh yeah, it was really crazy. So he was like a spider. He was one of like two Spider-Men. <laughs> and Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, which is Miles Morales technically if you're I guess you know, so. <laughs> but these were both these are both red costumed Spider-Man. Yeah. That was really fun to to see. Nice. And uh yeah, that's that's as uh, my week. How's your week going, man? Uh, pretty good. You know, it's just uh, it's hot here. Been been pretty busy with work stuff. Uh, what else is going on? Just making some you know summer plans. Uh, we're gonna Margaret and I are gonna visit my folks here in a couple of days. Um, so that's exciting. And then next month we're gonna visit her grandparents in uh, in West Virginia. She actually went to visit them last week, so I had like the apartment to myself for like five days. And that was just a real different experience. Cause you know, it's my first time, like, I don't know, being on my own for, you know, over, you know, in like two years or something. So it was, it was an adjustment. You just like walking around in your boxers. Pining, just pining, pining, peeing, yeah. peeing into bottles just cause you can. <laughs> No, I kind of go in the opposite direction. I think the first day is I, I just did a lot of vacuuming, uh, just getting all the dishes clean, all, getting all the services clean. This is how I occupy my time when I don't know what else to do. I'm, I have deep respect for that. <laughs> well, it's it's easier in a two-bedroom apartment than a two-story house. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's fair. Um, but what else? Oh, the other interesting thing we've been dealing with is... Uh, our our gas like turned off on Friday for some Con Edison reason, so uh, we just haven't been able to use our stove in like four days. So that's just been just a weird hassle, you know, because we uh, we don't own a microwave either. We just decided like 
we moved in together, like, let's just heat everything up on the stove. Let's just be stove people. <laughs> and now uh, it's uh, coming back to bite us. But mm-hmm. also just like making coffee. Oh, that's another thing. I don't have a coffee maker. I'm like a French press Chemex kind of guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, not having a stove has been very disruptive to my lifestyle. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I don't like having to buy coffee <laughs> every morning. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it has given us, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a blessing and a curse being forced to be like, well, I guess we have to eat out tonight. Sure. Yeah. But if it was winter also, you'd be freezing. That's true. But otherwise, uh, oh, we're also, uh, we got tickets to see Green Day and Weezer in August. So that's pretty Whoa, exciting. where are they playing? Yeah. Uh, I didn't buy the tickets, so I don't know. But somewhere around here. <laughs> that's good. I yeah. hear it's in the New York area. Yeah, I hope so. If not, uh, I have to look into trains too. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna look into Scene Train. Ah, very cool. Love that one song. Yeah. Well, that's my week. But uh, Eli, what you um, what you playing? Well, um, what am I playing? Uh, There's a few different things. I I've been you know back on my my new leaf racket and um very cool yeah and so i've been you know playing it fairly casually it's not like mm-hmm. a, like a daily thing like it like it was it's also because i've been you know busy and, and yeah. doing stuff but um but i'm i'm making sure like lat this last saturday um just a few nights ago i was like oh damn like i gotta run in at the last second and like Catch the KK show so I can like get my song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Add it to my stereo. Um, of course. And like I haven't been doing any like bug catching or anything like that really since sure. I got the unit back. Um, mm-hmm. so I have like this big public works project. I'm like building a lighthouse, oh, and it's cool. been taking me like like two weeks to build it because I'm not like. Yeah, I don't really care about. I'm like, I don't really care about this lighthouse. I'm in like no rush to complete it. Right, um, you build all the bridges that you need to build, so it's like yeah. just aesthetic. Someone new moved in, and I'm like yeah. already irritated by them. <laughs> um, but it's fine. It's not a big yeah. deal. Being mayor isn't easy. It's not easy being yeah. mayor. Um, but you know, I enjoy it. It's it's relaxing. It's it's a relaxing thing. And then for, um. I took Harry to the arcade again last yeah. week while Walter was doing his theater camp and you know that was that was fun we played a bunch of different old school games he really enjoyed they have like a TV set up in the corner like a really old like early 80s TV mm-hmm. like that's like has like a giant wood cabinet and like sits on the floor and they have an oh, Atari cool. 5200 hooked up to it all right and he really enjoyed they had this like Pac-Man on it and he just wanted to like sit on the head like this like leather bench in front of it, and he he wanted to play it himself. Yeah, they had this like Pac Man on it, and um, it's a pretty decent you know for what it was. Yeah, not like the famously bad Atari twenty six hundred Pac Man. Yeah. So <laughs> terrible. Um, that one's and so he really likes playing that. And we did a bunch of pinball and you know, mm-hmm. ski ball and air hockey and there's a really cool thing which is um i've only seen it there but it's atari made this like it's basically like a like a 
life size. I don't know what this life size means. I'm not, I'm not used to thinking of the right <laughs> words, but like a pong that you can physically play and it looks kind of like a mini air hockey table. Oh, okay. And you like have like a, a, a knob that you spin to make your paddle go back and forth. And it's like a, a square, like a, like a cube yeah. that goes back and forth. Um, so oh, it's like a pong table, but it's designed to look like it's designed in the style, visual style of like the old, like 1970s pong game that you would, you know, play on the TV. I see. Um, and he really likes playing that too. Oh, that's cool. So that was fun. And then, and then at home, he likes me to play this game called Pac-Man World. I don't know if I mentioned that one before. Oh, yeah. You it, talked about it last time, I think. It's like a weird... There's a couple really weird Pac-Man platformers. I think you had mentioned one called Pac-Land. <laughs> Pac yeah. Which the controls are insane because you don't use the... Um, like, you don't use, like, the D-pad, for example, when you're emulating it. The the actual, oh, like, really? arcade cabinet doesn't use, like, a joystick. It has, like, a button for left and a button for right. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. And so you have to either like remap your your joystick entirely, like your pad, mm -hmm. sure. um, or you have to like, I ended up just like, give, I didn't want to keep re uh, resetting my controls all the time. So I just like yeah. hold my controller like sideways and like I use like my Y and B buttons to walk back and forth and then like my A button to jump because I just yeah. got tired of reconfiguring my controller all the time just for the one game. Yeah. But that's what it wants you to do. And oh then Pac, and then Pac-Man World is like an isometric platformer, like one of those like two and a half D sort of. Oh, is it a what? Is it an arcade game or? I don't know if Pac-Man World was ever an arcade game, but it's a, it's a Game Boy Advance game that I'm playing. Oh, I think okay. it was also on PlayStation, possibly like one of the Playstations. Yeah, I've been wanting to check out more Game Boy Advance games because I didn't really. I owned one, but I only really played like two games on it. I ordered. I saw this thing on Twitter. Like I just ordered it like a uh, like a handheld emulator thing. It kind of looks like a Game Boy, but is essentially an emulator. So I'm I'm looking forward to loading up some GBA games on that. There's a really um, God, what's what? There's, there's like a it's like fancy handheld that like had all these pre-orders, then it like sold out immediately. Oh yeah, it's not that, but I, I know what you're talking about. It like takes the actual like original oh the cartridges. cartridges. Yeah, the thing I got does not do that. And also, it's like, I don't want to go looking for all those cartridges. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, I, I never owned an Advance, but then we got um, an SP from, uh, oh, from someone on Broadway Gamers, from, from Wes Braver. He, oh, cool. He gave an SP to Walter, like, right before the pandemic. And then a few months ago at that place digital press that we go to, I had that, I think I mentioned I got like a, a new screen installed. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's like a back, like a really brightly backlit screen, like a, at like a DS or switch level brightness. Yeah. So it, it really makes playing those games a lot more pleasurable. Great. So now I'm like all about the, the advance. Yeah. Was like, oh, that thing is called the analog pocket. I think. Yes. That's exactly but... what it is. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, looks wild. It looks amazing, but I don't think you can. At least the last time I checked, it was like you couldn't. You it's couldn't all, get it. Yeah, pre ordered. Uh, and I, I think it's been delayed several times, too. It's been, yeah, it's been delayed several times. And like the pre order is like not available anymore. 
Yeah. What do you uh, What have you been playing? What have I been playing? Well, my big announcement is that uh, I have also been playing Animal Crossing New Leaf. Ah, I've been waiting, ah, waiting to hear about that. Waiting to hear drop. about it. Tell, uh, do tell. Yeah, so basically, I don't, I don't know what happened. Uh, I was just like thinking about it, and I was like, I, I, I think I want to get back. Oh, you know what it was? Is I, uh, I booted up my 3DS because, because we were talking about Metroid, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to play that. There was a 3DS remaster of Metroid 2. And so I started to play that. And I was like, I could get back in that Animal Crossing, though. So I got back in that Animal Crossing. And, uh, you know, I loaded up my old town, which I guess I thought was really funny to call Buttberg. Um, <laughs> but I, I restarted. I started a new save and just kind of started from scratch. So uh, yeah, I've just been I've been fishing, catching bugs. I I just went to the um, to the the tropical island for the first time today. So nice. I was catching. I caught my first uh, uh, fish with a fin. So that's very exciting. So you know, I'm just kind of doing all the early stuff, uh, just trying to get my house a little bit bigger, meeting people. I think how many people is it? Ten people or eight people that can live on your ten? You can have ten. 10. Yeah, I think I might have like seven right now, mm-hmm. but uh, I've made the first two, paid off two loans, I guess, for my house. Great, great. So it's going to get bigger tomorrow morning. Very excited. Um, yeah, just turning in stuff to the uh, to Blathers and we're having a great time. So I, I don't have KK yet, so I don't uh, I don't have concerts to go to, but soon. Yeah, it took it took a while for me to get to get the um, the club. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like it's kind of a slower pace than, you know, I played a lot of New Horizons last year, but it's just uh it's just kind of more chill. There's there's less to do, but I I I feel like it it just feels more streamlined. Mm-hmm. You know, like it feels less like work. You know, because it doesn't have all the the crafting and stuff. It just feels like, oh, I can just go in, dig up some fossils, shake some trees, hang out and then uh that's that. Call it a day. So Call can we day. can we visit each other's towns? I think so. I think once I open up like the dream suite. I I don't think I think we can just ride the train. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't looked into that. But yeah, I was I was wondering when we, when we could do that. I think we can do that right away. Nice. What is it just like we just get like a, a friend code Our or friend something? Our like friend code. That? We share the cool. friend codes. All right. Well, All right. I'll look at my friend code and we'll uh, we'll coordinate something. All right, man. I think nice. you can just like wander into my town whenever you want, as long as it, oh, you have to cool. do something called like leaving the gates open. I haven't done it yet, so oh, I see. Whatever that means, you have to like have your town ready to receive. <laughs> have you had other people visit before? No, I've yeah, I've been cool. living a very isolated existence for the last nine months. Yeah, that's funny. That's kind of how I always have played Animal Crossing too. But I know that like a lot of people think that's the wrong way to play it. <laughs> Right, yeah. Because, like, there is such a social aspect to it. And I, I got some of that last year. Like, I remember, like, announcing on Twitter, like, because I was playing the stock market on, uh, you know, my, my turnip prices were, like, super, <clears throat> or, like, the, the the buyback price was super high. So I remember, like, announcing, like, hey, my turnips are selling for, like, 400 uh, bells. And I just announced on Twitter and then just got some randos to show up. And then, like, They'll like leave little presents, you know, 
because they got to sell uh, at your in your village. But so the, yeah, I've been playing that. Also, like I said, played a little bit of Metroid: Samus Returns for 3DS. Um, and uh, otherwise, still just playing Mass Effect Two, which is just excellent. Just keeps getting better and better. Mm. Um, building my team. We're just a bunch of aliens on the move trying to save the world. Um, I have not picked a romance option yet, but uh, I did run into my uh, romance option from the first game, and it was a little tense. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're that's, working through it. That's tough. Yeah. But uh, I guess uh, should we wander into this week's game? Let's do it, man. Let's ro- or curl into a tiny ball and roll <laughs> into this week's game. That's the only way I know how to get around. Um, yeah, so we're talking about Super Metroid for the Super Nintendo, uh, which is just very exciting for me to talk about. Just a great game uh, that I've played an awful lot of. Um, so this game came out in 1994, developed and published, of course, by Nintendo, the third game in the Metroid series. Um, other games from 1994 include Donkey Kong Country, Doom 2, Earthbound, uh, Final Fantasy VI, and also Warcraft. Uh the original game that, you know, World of Warcraft is kind of based in. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's the original. The original, the OG. Back when it was, before it was a world, it was just Warcraft. Damn. Uh, yeah. Damn, son. But, <laughs> damn, Daniel. Uh, but yeah, so Metroid, uh, this, like I said, it's the third game in the series, although it's not super, like, story-driven, but basically... You are this bounty hunter uh, named Samus Aaron. Uh, and at the beginning of the game, you've delivered this Metroid larva to a uh, that that you found at the end of the second game to a research station in space. And right after you leave, the the colony gets attacked um, by the space pirates from the first game, and uh, you end up chasing them down. So it technically takes place on the same world as the first Metroid. But it's just kind of a whole, it's much bigger and um, and more vast. And uh, you basically have to defeat the four bosses so that you can get to the, the main area and defeat Mother Brain, uh, who runs the planet. And uh, wondering if I should spoil the end of the game. Do you mind if I do that? That That's fine. I don't know when I'm going to get to it, but I'm going to yeah. keep trying. I have... <laughs> Spoiler alert, I have not beaten the game. <laughs> uh, I have beaten this game probably over a dozen times in the course of my life, but uh, I also beat it uh, about five hours ago. Huh. Um, but um, yeah, en route to defeat Mother Brain at the end, um, you run to this giant Metroid who uh, nearly kills you by sucking all your life out, but stops at the last moment because it recognizes you. Because twist, this is the grown like larva from the beginning of the game that you rescued in Metroid 2, who recognizes you and is like, oh my God, it's Sam as a cat killer. And then that Metroid ends up sacrificing itself uh, for you in the final battle to save you. Uh, and then you escape the planet before it self-destructs. And that's that's the story of Metroid Three, but basically, yeah, this is a uh, the a timeless 2D... tale that warms hearts. <laughs> tale as old as time of all ages. <laughs> um, it's a two D side scrolling action adventure game, and another Castlevania game. But uh, 
that just kind of means that the structure is you start kind of underpowered and you find weapons along the way or items that just kind of increase your abilities, uh, make you more powerful, and also give you access to to more areas. Um, have you I don't have you played a lot of of games like that? I mean, actually, I would say like Zelda's do that in some way too. Zelda's does that. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, was, I was I was reading about that term Metroidvania, which I had never hadn't heard the term, but like. I feel like there's so many games that are like that. I mean, yeah. And I and I and I I get that 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 term comes because they say like, well, these are some of the first games to do that. But honestly, like, I was like, that sounds like Super Mario World in some ways. How like, oh sure, like you'll like go to a level. I mean, in in small ways, how like mm-hmm. so many of those levels have like two exits. Like that's a very basic. Yeah version of that how you have to go back and like replay a level and you can access areas that you couldn't before but i right. get that this because is more you get like, like a, the power up in a different part of the game later and you're like oh i can come back to this earlier game yeah it's like oh, i hit that level i hit that switch you know like i hit like the 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 red exclamation point switch and like now i can get over here or like yeah. i have access like that part of the map although i get that like in this game specifically it's like there are these giant worlds that's mm-hmm. basically like this this like one part of the map is is like has like all these doors that you can't access but like now right. you can access this or like i can't access this area because like i can't blow up this thing yet yeah. or i can't or access I can't this area i can't jump high enough yeah yeah or like i need like this suit that to get mm-hmm. let me go wait, go through this area that's like right. too hot um exactly. or whatever um and I, I feel like I've played a bunch of games like that. Sure. And I guess this was sort of like, you know, a vanguard. Right. In that in that respect. It's very I mean, it's you know, I have a lot of respect for the fact that like this is you know, I, I take for granted that this is like an innovator in that sure, way. Sure. Um, because I feel like I'm like, oh, I like I know what this thing is. Right, because now I feel like just so many video games do that. It just feels like just good game design, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, and at the at the time, had I played it at the time it came out, it would have been like, oh, this is like very fresh and exciting. Right, but I did. I didn't play it when it came out. I didn't play any of the Metroid games. It yeah. just wasn't on my radar. So, is this? Did you say that you played the first one a little bit, maybe on an emulator? A do tiny, that right? yeah, a tiny bit on like yeah. an, an emulator. Yeah. But this, I mean, I enjoyed this more. Yeah, that first one's definitely kind of obtuse. I mean, it's kind of a good game to play as a kid because it just feels like this game is huge and there's so much you can do, but you can also feel kind of lost and it doesn't have a as clear of a pro- progression of, oh, this part is gated off for this reason mm-hmm. and this item will help you get through it in a clear way. I like, I guess I like a game to hold my hand a little bit. Yeah, and I felt like it didn't. In that, in that same respect, I have, uh, honestly, I'm a little embarrassed to say it, but like I, like I tried playing the original NES version of Legend of Zelda again oh, sure. recently, um, and I was just like, without any help, without any clues, without any information, like the way somebody like who bought it, you know, in like 1986 yeah. would would encounter it, and I just got so frustrated. Yeah, I understand Cause, that. Because that game doesn't tell you anything. Really doesn't. At all. I didn't yeah. know where to go. I didn't know what to do. I 
And uh, one thing I, I do remember about that game, for example, is that like secret passageways, hidden caves, mm-hmm. it doesn't, uh, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but, but I, I don't think it gives you any clues as to where to find those things. No, some of them are just, yeah, there's not like a crack in the wall to sort of tell you like, hey, you should put a bomb here. Right. So, so you just like, end sometimes up like, it's just like, I just have to go get a whole bunch of bombs and just like blast every everywhere. square. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's really, and like getting like the rupees, uh, they're mm. really sparse yeah. initially. And so like, I keep going into these caves at the beginning and it's like, buy something, will you? And like, I can't afford any of those things because I have like right. three rupees and I need like, like 20 or more. Yeah. Um, I'm like, wow, this is like really compared to like Link to the Past, which is like all this text and like rich story and like gives you a sense of like and like I'm gonna mark the place on your map where to go next and like yeah. all that stuff to go to Zelda, which is like so bare bones comparatively. Yeah. Um Yeah, I like a game that that lets you explore and the world feels huge, but still like gives you some hint to be like Okay, when you're ready, this is where you should be going. Here's yeah. the X. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even this game, like I feel like the little that I experienced, I didn't. I didn't feel like it gave me like that much, but I felt like right. it like limits what you can do. So it's like eventually right. you like have to go this way. Yeah. And then you get like the next power up, and then on your way back. You're like, oh, I'll go through this door. And like, oh, I can, here's something I don't think I could do before. Right. Um, And so you like get there. Like you, as long as you explore everything. Yeah. If you try to do it. And it kind of rewards more exploration because you, there are all these like hidden items and stuff too. Like you can keep finding more missiles and more super missiles Mm -hmm. that are really like just bonus. But if you kind of look through all the nooks and crannies and be like, oh, I've really like explored this whole this whole space. Mm-hmm. And uh, even when you beat the game, it'll give you like a percentage to let you know like how much, how many of the items you picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, which is to say like during this playthrough, I thought I, I thought I aced it. I was like, I got everything. I remember where everything is. I'm, I'm the perfect gamer. <laughs> but then 97%. I'm like, what, what am I missing? Um. But you don't yeah. know. You don't know. What I don't. Missing. I don't know. I have to like open up a map and find out. I mean, I didn't make it like. I don't know how far I made it in. Yeah. The great scheme of things, I beat. I think two bosses. Yeah. Did you beat the great big dragon that's like two screens high? Yes. Yeah. That's the think, second boss, I think. It might be the first. Like, there's like a mini boss before him. Who's the mini boss? I beat the giant eye mouth thing that opens up that like oh, bounces yeah. around the room. It's like a plant. Yeah, I think that's considered the mini boss. Oh, that's that a area. mini boss. Yeah. Oh god. Each area has a mini boss and a. Because that boss. thing was almost impossible to beat yeah. for me. I had to rewind. They're really hard. There was a lot of rewinding for me with that, and with the <laughs> the giant lizard king thing that was two stories yeah. high. That was very very difficult for me. Yeah. So then I only beat one boss. Yeah. Well, I still feel like that's a that's a good taste of the game. Yeah. It was yeah, it was pretty it was pretty tough for for me. I mean, but also it's like yeah. my first real experience with a Metroid game yeah. and it was my first time playing it. So I don't have the 
the rich tapestry of history <laughs> and having beaten it, you know, a dozen times or whatever. Yeah, I feel like it's similar to our Maniac Mansion experience where yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of experience. I gotta, with the game I gotta find a game that I've sailed beat. through it. I gotta see if, the, if there's a game out there that I've beaten a bunch of times that you've never played. I don't know if there is one, but I gotta, I gotta think of think of it. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I would love nothing more than to than to go into something blind and have the tables turned on me. Um, yeah, let's let's go through all the other information that we have to discuss before we get into like feelings, game feelings. Yeah. Oh, the endings. There's multiple endings, right? Yeah, and this is kind of true of most of the Metroid games. And in some ways, it's cool. In some ways, kind of gross because this is one of the first games to like feature a female protagonist. And you know, if you beat the game in a shorter amount of time. Like mm-hmm. this game, if you beat it in under three hours, like she'll there'll be like you'll see Samus at the end, and she'll be in like a, basically like a leotard with like her muscular stomach exposed, <laughs> oh, <God>. um, <laughs> and it feels a little. It, it's not like she's posed in a sexy way, but it, it still just feels weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also like if you beat it in less than ten hours, but more than three hours. She'll be wearing her suit, but she'll put her visor up and give you a thumbs up. <laughs> and more than 10 hours, the visor stays down. Um, but there's also a bonus where you run into these like animals or these like friendly creatures in the game, which are they're hidden and they so you don't have to run into them. But they'll teach you some extra tricks. Like there's a way you, where you can jump off the walls. That's not a not a special power. Like you can do that from the beginning of the game. You just have to time it in a certain way. And uh, you end up getting this uh, speed boost so you can run really fast. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to like crouch while you're doing that. And she'll like retain the power. And you can use it to like jump up into the air uh, until you hit something. Or use that to jump to the side with that power. And it'll just she'll just go straight forward like a laser beam. But the animals teach you this. And when you're escaping from the planet before it self-destructs at the end, like when you're like running back to your spaceship, if you take this one diversion, go back to like the place where you found the, I think the bombs at the beginning, uh, the animals will be like, like uh, hold up in there and be like, oh, we're scared. What do we do? And if you blast, blast through so they can escape when when you leave the planet, it shows your spaceship like leaving the planet. You just see like their little escape pod go in the other direction, so you know that you've saved them. Oh, that's so nice. that's a little that's a little bonus for the ending. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't encountered them at all. Yeah, and I haven't. I didn't know that I could do some of those things, like the bat- yeah. jumping off the walls. That seems like that would be very helpful. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> affects your second playthrough of the game where you're like oh i know that i can do this from the beginning of the game and it it didn't tell me this when i started so uh it's just kind of this weird bonus do i just hit jump again like i jump into is it like the mario jumping off the walls basically you have to jump into a wall but then you like have to press the d-pad in the opposite direction just as samus is like leaving it and you see like her animation change where she kind of like faces the other direction for a split second and if you just press jump at that point, she'll just jump again. And you have to be in the spin jump to make it work. I'll work. I'll work on it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not done with this game yet. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's a good question. Do you want to? 
Oh, okay, yeah, let's we'll go through all the other info. Um, the music's by Kenji uh, Yamamoto. Uses themes from the previous Metroid games. Uh, it's kind of soundtrack's very like atmospheric for the most part. There's like some just creepy like sound designing stuff in addition to like some tracks that just are bops. Um, yeah. There's like that funky kind of near the beginning of the game. It's pretty fun. Yeah, that's a good one. I yeah. remember it, there's also just like creepy like sound. Like I had to pause it at one point and I had just had it like on in the background while <laughs> I had to do a couple other things. And there was just like creepy sort of like rah, 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 and it's like hmm, like and like sort of like almost like ambient kind of like spooky spa yeah. music, I would call it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely atmospheric for sure. What else? I mean, yeah, this game was met with critical acclaim at the time. Um, and, you know, it's still considered, you know, it's it still shows up on like best games of all time list to this day. Um, it's also really popular with the speedrunning community, which is not a thing I know a ton about. But um, the, uh, the current uh, record holder for this game is a dude called Behemoth87. He's beaten the game in 41 minutes and 18 seconds. Wow. Yeah. I can't um, imagine how you would do that, but I guess. Real fast. Real fast. Yeah, I've never, I've never really watched it, but I bet it's just wild to watch. I should pull that up yeah, and, and watch it at some point. I'll curl up in the tub later <laughs> get with some, some Chardonnay and uh, <laughs> Chardonnay and some Triscuits and watch Behemoth. That's a Friday night. Eight, seven do his thing <laughs> yeah what else oh this is yeah it's um the third game in a series there's also metroid fusion is kind of the the is considered metroid 4 that was came out in uh game boy advance in 2002 and uh <laughs> in the notes i said metroid dream but it's metroid dread uh huh. is gonna be met is uh the next one that comes out in october this year oh wow yeah and there's also the Metroid Prime series, which started on GameCube, and the third one came out on Wii. But it's like, like first-person shooter Metroid. Um, but even though it's a first-person shooter, it still like has the same format. Still feels like you start underpowered, you get like the power-ups, and uh, it feels like a Metroid game more more so than you'd think. They're actually mm-hmm. pretty pretty good. Oh, nice. And, there was also a Metroid pinball game in, for DS in 2005. It's, uh, Samus becomes the pinball, like the uh, ball. I would assume so. I've never played it, but it, I mean, <laughs> she just has to be the ball, right? I, she just has she, to be the morph ball. It would be a missed opportunity if she if she wasn't. Yeah. So, like, uh, Eli, do you do you intend to do you want to keep playing this game? Yeah, I would keep playing this game. I mean, I think I, I'm more into still finishing Minish Cap, but I, I definitely it's right up there, side by side. Yeah, um, for sure. Do we want to talk about like? So, I mean, I can talk a little bit more about like my thoughts about the game. Or yeah, I, I've been really interested to know like what it. Yeah, yeah, it's just your experience of playing this for the first time and not having played a lot of Metroid games. Yeah, like. I mean, I think for me because I know how like beloved this this game is and like mm-hmm. it's a legendary series and stuff. Um for me, I I definitely like enjoyed it more than I th- I th- I thought I would not, not having oh, cool. encountered the series. But f- 
for me, I guess this there's um for what I enjoy out of video games, mm-hmm. I think there's there was like there's some crucial things I think that are missing for me sure. personally, which is that I, I guess there's like a I like games that have like a lot of more like um I don't know c- cartoony looking in a way or have like more um but also like have like more like humor to them. Oh, sure. Also, um, and what what this game felt like to me was like a little. It it's like very, very well designed, but also like a little joyless. <laughs> very oh, serious. Yeah, sure, sure. It's very yeah. serious and doesn't have like a lot of joy to it, and doesn't have a lot of personality to it. Yeah. Um, like the main character, because you don't see them really. It's just like. To me, mm-hmm. like they might as well be a robot that I'm controlling, right? Um, be- because they're in a full body out because she's in a full body outfit, yeah. Uh, or like a like basically like like armor, full sure. body armor, and like all of the the enemies are these kind of um. Yeah, there's all these like identical looking like sets of enemies. Sure. That are basically like mostly are like featureless mm-hmm. and move in these like very specific patterns. So there's something about it that feels very, um, I don't know. That f- again, like there's something about that that like lacks like like personality or like the the quality of like this like um, I don't know like like a like a a reality within this world in the way that like, and like, in like a Mario game, like the way that the enemies like move and interact with you is like a, a fluidity sure. to it where there's like these enemies like didn't feel like they have like a, there's like a jerkiness to the movement, which yeah. feels like less fluid. Uh, I don't know. It felt like something about that. It's like, and like all of the, because it's in like this future futuristic world, like this, like all of the, like, gray and silver and black <laughs> and brown um and the you know and all the red and orange for like the fire and all that that stuff it's just there's a part of me maybe this is like the first game to be like that but i feel like maybe i've i've played like so many games with like that color palette and like those big bosses that like the face isn't real like that lizard for example like the face isn't ex- has no expression it like opens and closes its mouth but like yeah. the eyes never change like it's just like a gr- it's like a picture of a face that like opens and closes but sure. like and like it moves and like the arm moves up and down but like there's no there's no expression to the animation whereas like other game like I can't, hate to like compare it's like it's not a Mario game but like the sure. way that game is like animated there's like expressiveness whereas yeah. like yeah, like Samus is like in a robot suit, so you're not yeah, gonna yeah. see expressiveness. But like, the enemies don't have expressiveness, and maybe they're not su- supposed to, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But like, and I, I guess it's like it's not really about that. It's like it's about like this. It's really more about like the puzzles, I think, maybe than anything else. Sure. Yeah. And then about like, the and action then, too, and and the action, yeah, and um. But it it's 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 harder for me personally to connect with a game like this. Um, I like the puzzle aspect of 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 it mm-hmm. the most because visually 
this kind of game, like visually, it, it didn't really do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I th I think that's it. It's like it's the more than anything. It's like it's like the personality and not getting to like feel like it's like fun to like play that character because like I don't really feel like it is a character. Sure. Um, sure. I think that that's my feeling about it. So like, while I I understand like I it's like it's like a cool, well designed design game in so many ways. Mm -hmm. It's um there's like an emotional slash personality slash humor aspect that's mm -hmm. that's missing for me i get that yeah i mean i would say i i do really like the the visual style of this game it, it feels like very like kind of 90s in a way that just kind of reminds me of like x files and stuff like that where it is dark and gray and and blue and green in a way that's i also played it with like a crt filter when i was uh playing it on uh my oh, emulator well, that's so interesting kinda, I was like, I've never done this, but it, I feel like it does like, you know, it, it kind of blends the, the graphics in a way that makes it look more like it did on a, on a CRT television mm -hmm. in the 90s, which is like when we look at these things that are quote unquote pixel perfect, it's like they weren't always designed to look like that. They were designed to be seen on like CRT TVs. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think even that said, like I, I can see how it's can be like visually off-putting but um even though i like the style i i can agree that there's sort of like a, a level of like coldness to the world in a way that it does like even some of the more interesting worlds feel like kind of stark and on i mean that's probably some of that could be intentional because like probably one of the big things the game has going for it is that it feels like oh i'm alone on this alien world yeah. And I have to figure this out. I have to get these power ups or I'm screwed. So that's kind of interesting to me. But uh, I, I can see where you're coming from. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like, I never really thought about the, the characters not being that expressive. But but you are right. Um, it is kind of crazy, though, that like that that one boss you're talking about is like so big, though. <laughs> yeah, this like, boss is huge. It's kind of hard to like think of another Super, Super Nintendo Nintendo game where like the boss took up two screens, but yeah, that was pretty yeah. crazy. But uh, no, that's, when they that's when they ride when they rise up and then because the bot, you know, it starts where they're lower down and then like all of a sudden they like rose up to yeah. the second like they rose up so they were two screens tall and I was like, oh shit. I think I mean I agree with you that like you know the, the enemies a lot of times don't react to you. I think later in the game, some do, especially like when you start running into Metroids themselves, they like seek you out and it can be really stressful <laughs> if uh, they get a hold of you. But um, something I did appreciate, though, is this kind of sense of like biodiversity <laughs> so that in the different areas of the world that the enemies all do feel different so it feels like okay in this part where there's like a warmer climate you only see this kind of enemy and mm -hmm. in this area there are the space pirates or in this area there's like these more water-based enemies where it's like wetter and damper so it's um i don't know to me like even though it feels like uh cold and unwelcoming like something 
about the way that the the planet is structured always felt very like I don't know, not realistic, but there's a richness to it. Richness, yeah, rich. Rich is a good way to put it. And even though I was thinking, like, I don't know the names of any of these enemies. Yeah, that's one thing. There's just not very much text in this game, really. All the the storytelling is environmental, like mm-hmm. except for the opening sequence, which I would say is like kind of kind of impressive for a Super Nintendo game. The fact that a there's like a voice sample, which is uh kind of blew my mind in 1994. But that it kind of does open with like these these animated stills and uh, text that kind of is from Samus's perspective as she's sort of giving the setup for the story. But other other than that, like there's not really any text in the game other than when you pick up an item. And uh, but okay. like when you eventually beat Ridley later in the game, and you know that like Ridley's the one that uh, stole the the Metroid larva when you go to Ridley's like hidden chamber after you defeat them. Like you just walk in that room and there's like the, the canister that the larva was in, but just shattered and there's no Metroid. So it's that's I feel like that's this cool visual storytelling of like, okay, this thing has escaped. I don't know where it is. And I got to figure that out at some point. That's going to be a problem for me to worry about later. But what else? I'm trying to think. I mean, I like this game a lot. Uh, I think it's very good. <laughs> it's Metroid, baby. Um, but yeah, should we should we go ahead and rate this thing? Yeah, sure. Super Metroid. I would rate it a solid eight out of ten crades. <laughs> you took mine. <laughs> you know, you know more things in the game than I do. Yeah, I'm looking. I have at to that. go. F- I have to go from the first quarter of the game. <laughs> Well, um, there's also one called a fan tune. I don't think I'm going to go with that. You got to. So, um, yeah, I love this game. Uh, this is, I've played it many times, and I'll play it again. So I'm going to give it 9.5 out of 10 fan tunes. That said, uh, I guess the question I have now is what makes it sing? Mm. Now, the only one idea I had was, uh, how'd it go? I'm picking up the missiles that you left for me, shoot me in your door to find a bounty, baby. Like if it's, she's singing to a lover or singing to the, the baby Metroid. Baby Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> Metroid, baby Metroid, find you one day. Come Metroid, baby 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 Metroid, I don't love you no more, but I still want to find you, baby. I got a missile, baby, shoot it into your door, because that's what your door is for, (laughs) baby. (laughs) 
Sometimes it's red, sometimes it's green. Oh, baby, you don't know the nasty things that I've seen on the planet CBs. You and me bees gonna Got be heebie-jeebies. Got the heebie-jeebies. But I don't give no freebies when it comes to love. You make me roll in a ball when I need to get to you. You make me roll in a ball when I need to get through. You make me roll in a bar when I got to get to a place to get bombs, yeah. You make me roll in a bar when I I get scared and I, I can't go on, no. You make me roll in a bar, but I'm gonna find you, gonna find you. Gonna tell you how much I love you. I wanna go home. So I drop to my knees and I roll, roll, roll. I wanna go home. So I drop to my knees and I pray to the Chozo. I wanna go home. And I say that I love you, baby, baby, baby. Baby Metroid. I wanna go home. But my baby, baby stuck. But I gotta save my baby, baby Metroid. She's a larva. You're the larva of love. I wanna go home. So I fall to my knees and I blast. And I set off a wave beam. I wanna go, wanna go home. I fall, I fall to my knees. Cause I just had a bad dream. I wanna go home. I wanna get out of the green door, out of the yellow door, out of the metal doors, out of the blue doors. Out of the green doors, out of the yellow doors, out of the blue doors, out of the red doors. So many doors. <laughs> Too many doors. So many doors. Why are there so many doors? There's so many doors. Wanna go? Yeah. So I fall to my knees and I try to do a screw attack. I wanna go home. So I roll me in a ball and bomb me away to my heart. Sweet mother brain flying through the atmosphere to change my name. <laughs> Doesn't even, I don't even know what I'm saying. Sweet mother, sweet mother brain. Won't you blow me a kiss? Won't you blow me a kiss and change my life forever? Sweet mother brain. What's better than this? Would you like some champagne? Would you like mother a brain? 
Would you like some champagne, mother brain? It's insane. Would you like to? Well, we could travel to Spain, mother brain. I can't. I expl- bought a plane. Just hop on a plane, mother brain. Don't complain. Just get onto my plane. Hey. Samus, Samus, history, my damus. But I know what I am is a fan of you. Samus, oh Samus. You taught me what glamus glam is. No. Um Samus 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 yes. Samus You look just like Pete Sampras <laughs> Samus Samus I love you I love you, love you. You're a bounty hunter from outer space, and I don't know who will look of your face. You save the whole damn Metroid race, or whatever. What's the what are those creatures that she saves? Oh, <laughs> they have goofy names. Uh, uh, the Dachura and the Etacoons. Save the whole damn, save the whole Dachora race. <laughs> Samus, Samus, I love you, I love you. <laughs> the monsters Mother- are coming, they're coming for you. Mother Brain's coming, she's coming for you. Everyone's coming, they're coming for you. Samus, oh Samus, oh what will you do? Everyone's coming, they're coming for you. Mother Brain's coming, she's coming for you. Samus, oh Samus, oh what will you do? Samus, oh Samus, oh what will you, what will you, what will you do? Metroids like to party and they're coming for you. Metroids like to party and they're coming for you. Metroids like to party and they're coming for you. Metroids like to party and they're coming for, coming for, coming, coming, coming for you. Coming, they're coming for you. Coming, they're coming for you. Coming for you. Coming for you. You, 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 you're the you're an energy palette for a Metroid, you see. You're an energy palette for a Metroid like me. Well, hello, Samus. I'm a big bad mother brain, big bad mother brain, babe. Big mother brainer, I'm a big mother brainer. <laughs> big mother brainer, big mother brainer. Big mother brainer, big mother brainer, yeah. The brain is back. The brain is back again. The brain is back. The brain is back again. The brain is back again. The brain is back again.
fly away. It's time to fly away. It's time to fly away. It's time to fly away. Outer space is stupid, but I think it is great. Outer space is stupid. But out of space, wait. <laughs> out of space is stupid. Wait, but I don't know what I said. I don't know why that's so know. funny. Out of space is stupid, but out of space is great. Out of space is stupid, but out of space is great. Out of space is stupid, but out of space is great. Out of space is stupid, but out of space is great. I can't wait to blast off, blast off, blast off, blast off with you. Blast off, blast off, blast off with you. That's pretty lovely. Yeah. Outer space is stupid. But outer space is great. <laughs> I think that describes every video outer space video game. Outer space is scary. Outer space is stupid, but outer space is great. Outer, outer space, space is, is scary. Great. But baby, I can't wait for us to <laughs> blah, blah, blast off. Blast off, blast off into outer space. It's stupid, it's stupid, it's stupid. It's so stupid. fucking dumb. So, so fucking dumb, baby. Dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Give me the biscuit. The biscuit of space, space biscuit, talking about space biscuit, talking about space. <laughs> space biscuit. I heard that Samus loves to eat that space biscuit, baby. Talking about that space biscuit of love. That also sounds like Monster Party. All right, I think we got it. <laughs> Picking up your missile, shoot him into your door. I don't know you no more, but I gotta find you, baby. Looking at the ruins that space pirates destroyed. My bombs are deployed, and I'll find you, baby, Metroid. Some doors are red, and some doors are green. Baby, you don't know the nasty things that I've seen. Gives me the heebie-jeebies I don't give no freebies When it comes to love I wanna go home So I fall to my knees And I roll, roll, roll I wanna go home So I 
will fall to my knees and I cry to the chosen. I wanna go home, but I gotta save my baby, baby Metroid. You're the lover of love. I wanna go home, so I fall to my knees and I send off a wave beam. I wanna go home, I fall to my knees like I'm living in a bad dream. I wanna go home. Of a yellow door into a red door, out of a blue door. So many doors. Why are there so many doors? Too many doors. Just roll me in a ball and I'll bomb my way into your heart. But outer space is great Outer space is stupid But I can't wait to blast off Blast off Blast off with you Outer space is stupid But outer space is great Outer space is stupid But outer space is great Outer space is stupid Dumbest fucking place I wanna be Ah, uh, well, that's gonna do it for this episode of Bit Parade. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BitParadePod and email us your questions and game suggestions at BitParade at gmail.com. And that's been a lonely email account so yeah, please please don't hesitate hesitate not hesitate shall shall not you hesitation <laughs> with it eli uh how can our uh listeners find you and find out uh, about you well i'm uh at eli bolin on twitter and instagram and uh you can also if you know where i live um please don't come there <laughs> mike where can we find you um <laughs> I'm uh, at Mike Petri on Twitter. I'm also Mike Petri on Twitch and SoundCloud. Uh, yeah, I'm still twitching uh, most most Wednesday nights and Friday afternoons. You can find me. You can just go and look my page for my schedule. I'm either playing games for this uh, for this show or I'm uh, just doing music stuff. So I do music production there too. Uh, also, uh, by the time this airs you can watch Ridley Jones on Netflix uh, starting on July 13th. So that's uh, that's the show I did orchestrations for. Or all the songs were by uh, Michael Kuman and Chris Diamond. So I did all the orchestrations for the, the songs. That's and very exciting. Yeah, I'm excited about that. It's, it's some really good stuff. And they're very talented writers. 
Uh, yeah, all, all the music in this episode is by the two of us, of course. And our cover art is by Nicole Wong, who you can follow on Instagram at underscore nerdfaithartish. Don't forget to subscribe to Bit Parade on your favorite pod catcher or pod crusher. And please rate and review us. If you do, we might read your review on the show. So get on that so we can make you pod famous. Yeah. I mean, think of how great it would be to to hear your name read aloud on a podcast. Can yeah, you imagine? Well, and then you I, get to tell your friends about it and they get to hear your name on a podcast. And look, you're pod famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're, you're posthumous. Post, yes. Well, after, after we kill you. Yeah, sorry, that that is part of the deal. Sorry. Yeah. All the more reason to write a a, a review. A positive review. Yes. Um, A a positive review. Ah. The kind of humor that keeps people coming back episode after episode. Yeah. Anyway. Our pod is an awesome pod. He reigns. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning into Bit Parade with Mike Petra and Eli Boland. We'll see you in two weeks when we tackle Little Nemo, the Dream Master. Until then, keep keep space space stupid, keep keep space space great. great.